Welcome to the China Flexpad Podcast. Hello, I'm Verena. I came to China in 2008 after after school and after some work experience. I got an internship here in 2008. My original plan was to work and live in France, so that's why I studied European business. But then,、uh, on some coincidence, someone organized me an、uh, internship in Shanghai only for three months. But then I arrived here in 2008, and I was so thrilled by the city, by Shanghai, that I decided to extend this internship to a full year. And after that period, I directly decided to look for a job here. So pretty much right away afterwards, I came to China as a full-time employee. I started my career in the automotive business. I developed here into some management position, and during all this time, I never could really decide: Do I want to work only in corporate, or do I want to be an entrepreneur? So that's why I decided I simply do both. So I fit a lot of different passions into my daily life, and I think Shanghai is the perfect platform to really integrate a lot of different things. Into your daily life, and now I'm working in a German automotive supplier. I lead all the R&D functions, so that definitely、uh, keeps me also quite busy. But on the side, I do a lot of entrepreneurial side hustles.、Uh, for example, I launched my own books. I give some business coaching. I record yoga videos from time to time. Of course, I love traveling.、Uh, I have my networks, my friends here, and overall, I'm. Very happy with my lifestyle in Shanghai. Verena, welcome to the China Flexpad podcast. This is the first episode about lifestyle in China, and I'm really excited to have you here on the show. What is special about your lifestyle? I really squeeze several passions into into my life here, into my daily work and and also hobbies. So this is on the one hand the corporate career, and of course, depending on the the job that you read have right now, depending on the responsibility, sometimes this grabs a little bit more or less time. Then、uh, I have a lot of entrepreneurial side hustles, so I'm always having a project on the side which really fulfills my passion. There was on the one hand this book launch, but I already have a second version, so I worked also on a recipe book for this one. Then usually I always try to find common topics or common projects with friends. So I'm also engaged in some university mentoring.、Uh, I give some other webinars and talks, which is really nice for a good work-life balance. And I have a lot of sports hobbies. So on the one hand, I do lots of yoga and fitness. I also started Latin dancing recently. So going into a Latin dance club, learn salsa, bachata. And one year ago, I joined the table tennis club. So table tennis pretty much was one of my childhood hobbies. So that's why I restarted that one. And sure, on the side, I go to network meetings. I meet friends. I make new friends. And overall, some people、uh, wonder how I do this in such、uh, just 24 hours a day. But I think this is quite special about、uh, my lifestyle. I like to go cycling. So I really enjoy going cycling on a road bike. And I do both、uh, races, so races on the road bike, and also I go long distance biking in Yunnan or in Sichuan, and trying to be among Chinese all the time. And what's special about me as well is that I don't live in Shanghai; I live in Jiaxing. Quite convenient because it's not so far from Shanghai, but inside this city, it feels like I'm in Chengdu. I can walk to work every day, and I really enjoy this feeling. How do you spend your time, and who do you spend your time with? 
One thing I really had to learn living in Shanghai is that people come and go. So in the beginning, it was quite tough for me. You make friends and then they're leaving soon again. And now I see it rather as a benefit because on a regular basis, you can get to know new and interesting people. If I summarize it, especially now for the this year and last year, it depends always on the hobby. So now, of course, I spend a lot of time with the people from the dance club, from the table tennis club. And as I'm also working on my career progress, I'm especially looking out for people who could support me on that, who would mentor me on that, especially C-level executives. The last one or two years, I made more Chinese friends than foreigners. On the one hand, could be because foreigners are leaving, right? So they're really getting less and less. But on the other hand, I also think that maybe I changed a little bit. I got also more local, so I'm rather reaching out for, for Chinese friends. They gave me also a lot of insights, right, on their lifestyle, on what they are doing. And they're actually also very entrepreneurial. So they have their own projects ongoing, which inspires me and I could inspire them. It's a nice mix now of uh, professional network, private network, people with similar interests that I have, some more more closer friends who are you you meeting more often, and others maybe you're just occasionally catching up with. And this is a quite nice mix of people that really gave me gave me a lot of energy. So how about you, Francis? I work in a Chinese company, so I'm completely surrounded by Chinese colleagues. I'm the only foreigner, and I work in three languages. I speak English with my team, speak Chinese with all the others in the company, and then I speak German with customers or with the partners from us. So I'm really surrounded with the, with this kind of international spirit. I'm very rational about this by now. So I'm trying to understand how I want to live. I like this kind of way of working in China inside this this way that I can develop myself by being surrounded by these Chinese people. And I try to give back in a way that I try to help them how they want to develop. So it's a mutual relationship in some way. We both profit. And this is going on and on and on. So through the podcast, I got to know a lot of flex pets in China. And I try to do this very time-saving. So I don't spend a lot of time like we do now. We've been in contact only online, right? And a couple of meetings here and there we share, but we learn so much from each other. And this is how I try to live my life, that I say I have the job, I have the family, I have the biking, I have the podcast, I have the writing the book. And so the last two years, I just saw getting in this new company and also starting the podcast, uh, learning much more Chinese and also buying a house in, in Jiaxing. So, so there's a lot of changes and I enjoy this so much. How did you change your lifestyle when you came to China and why? So I grew up in a, in a village in Germany. Yeah, we had a table tennis club, and this was even not in this village. We had to go somewhere else. We could run in the forest. We could go biking, of course. But here I had access to so many different things. So I tried also Thai boxing. Uh, I went for surfing. I So pretty much Shanghai or China overall, you can try out everything, and this enriches your lifestyle. And you meet so many interesting people, so they inspire you. And it's very easy just to join their projects. Or even if you don't have your own ideas, if you have a little bit of interest to be active with something else, then this is very easy to get. And if I now compare it from 2008 to now, my lifestyle has probably changed dramatically, simply because also my salary level has changed, right? So back in 2008, I was a very poor intern. I spent most of my time um, 
talking to the people on the streets, uh, when I was buying street food or when I was trying to negotiate a good deal for a, for a pair of clothes. With the job, of course, you not only you you have different contacts then, but of course you have a better salary level, you try different things and uh, or you have a partner, this also changes your lifestyle and once in a while. And I think now this this combination, this mix, because I have the freedom to choose and that makes me very grateful. This uh, this makes my lifestyle here and that's uh, why I'm very happy with. When you were younger and had less money, did you feel more free the way that you were able to eat on the streets and to negotiate with the neighbors and so have money and have a good job? Does this in some way limit your options? When I barely had anything and just a, a small room, even without aircon, I felt more free, probably because I had less to lose. And as soon as you establish a certain lifestyle, you're always afraid you could lose your job, you could lose this kind of uh, salary level, um, or you could lose something that you're already very attached to. And at that time, because I came from Germany or from pretty much all of the, also this village lifestyle, these opportunities, no matter, so mostly even a lot of them are free, right? Just walking around or getting a cheap massage or, or meeting new new people and my Chinese was so bad I just spoke a few words but um, I learned a lot of Chinese on, on Shanghai streets actually it was probably the best time of my life especially of my time in Shanghai I mean it's, it's hard to repeat right but I definitely agree with what you said it's probably I was even freer than I'm now if you know that you have money now that you have a good income and that you don't really need to spend so much what do you do with the rest I, as I also try to go out more, meet uh, more new people. So I spend a lot on pretty much meeting up with people, having dinners and so on. Um, but on the other hand, I save a little bit because I'm not traveling that much anymore. And actually, because you just mentioned it now, I was always thinking buying an apartment and always not so sure where should I do this. So actually quite impressive that you did this. Uh, you bought your own house in Chiaxing. So maybe if you also want to share something of that, I'd be very interested. I try to, to reduce my lifestyle, live very simply. My company is providing me with a small apartment, which is not big and it's also cheap in Chiaxing. And I invest nearly everything what I earn. So what I found out that after working here for two years and also earning quite a good income, that I was able to buy an apartment in Jiaxing. So the, the cost here is about 16,000 RMB per square meter. I bought an apartment with 88 square meters, which is two bedrooms, a living room and a dining room and then a kitchen and a bathroom and one bedroom and one very small bedroom like a guest bedroom. Mm -hmm. And this is 88 square meters. And this would be in Jiaxing, it's 1.4 million RMB. Do you have any and comparison how much how much this would be in Shanghai? At least three times, right? I could imagine. Yes, yes, at least. Yes, at least at least three times. So the idea here is that Jiaxing will be connected to Shanghai by subway, where it will take a long time to, to build the subway and will also take a long time to, to go there. But then the idea will come that Jiaxing is kind of a part of Shanghai, but the price is a lot lower. I made the decision to say I don't want to have a loan, but instead I want to take my euros from Germany, send them to China, and, and then pay the apartment in kind of in cash uh, using what I earned before plus some money from at home. So a big part of my assets are in China, and this was a, a decision for myself. It's 
kind of risky, but I also think it's sustainable. It helped me a lot. Would you rather invest in Germany or rather invest in China? My issue here is everything is getting so expensive, right? Definitely also look back into Germany. I mean, also Germany is getting more expensive. For me, it's very simple. This is a market I know, and this is a market I can go back anytime. If they take away my visa in China, then pretty much doors are closed. And the Germany is the country that always needs to take me. So for me, probably an investment there is a little bit uh, more secure on a long-term basis. But uh, yours probably is more profitable. <laughs> You're writing the book and the uh, yoga and the uh, dancing and so on. How do you all get this into your day? How do you make sure that this works out for you? Yeah, first of all, I'm a early morning person. So usually they start around about uh, 5.30 I'm very efficient in my doing. I have a lot of habits and I think habits make things easier because you don't need to take any decisions. You're very quick. Then I'm very good in planning. So I know exactly when things are happening uh, so I can combine it easily. And for example, with a book, I was pretty much writing it on the way to work. And if you do something that you're really passionate about, it's, it's very easy to do it. So it gives you even more energy. And other people might might sleep uh, on the metro, and then I was uh, instead writing something, right? So at the end, it always depends how you use the, the time. And uh, I also always adapted to how busy I'm at work. So of course, if you if you start a new responsibility, there's a little bit less time. But then I try to prioritize and also focus. So it's not that I'm doing this since the last. 13, 14 years here, right? I always make some targets for each year. And then when I had my target to start this book and to bring it to a draft version, then this was my target and I was focusing to make it happen. And I have similar goals uh, when, when I do yoga. I have similar goals, of course, also for my career or for other projects. And I think at the end, this makes me efficient and this makes it also possible for me to have so many different hobbies And on the other hand, I also don't need so much sleep, so maybe that comes on top. I'm result-oriented, and I think this is something I can advise to everybody to to find a way how to make everybody in his or her life happy. So this is mainly for me is my boss, my team, my girlfriend, and my family at home. So if they are happy, then I'm happy. If they're not happy, then I'm not happy. It's very simple. So yes, there's boundaries and rules. But in the end, I need to make sure that this kind of works out. And then I also have the financial situation, which also takes some time to buy the apartment. But then I do this together with my boss and with my family and with my girlfriend. So I include them in this situation. And then it's not a surprise, but it takes time. It's the change, which is over a longer time, which is really helping me a lot to, to grow. I try to be very transparent about what I do and why I do it. And this is also helping my Chinese team that they understand how I live and why I do it this way. By sharing what I do with the people that surround me, it gives me more power and more energy and I can just keep going. Verena, what do you think about your future in China? Before COVID, I would have said I stay here until I retire. It's getting more difficult now, so I'm not sure if I really can stay that long. Usually I would say I make it also dependent how long can I have a, a good career here, um, how long can I have a work visa here. So I'm still quite optimistic that I will stay for more years in, in China because I really feel home in Shanghai. And at this point of time, I could not imagine working or living somewhere else. 
because of these many opportunities I have here and because also I'm very grateful for the chances that, that are given to me while living in Shanghai. Overall, I'm very, very optimistic that probably the next five to ten years, maybe not so much changes, but who knows, right? Overall, I would be more happy if, if I could travel abroad as well. That makes it a little bit challenging right now. But who knows, maybe next year things change. And uh, of course, I hope then that people like you also stay here longer so we can have more connections. Well, I will not go back to Germany so quickly. I don't care about COVID. I will stay here. So I'm, I'm working here maybe next 15 years. And then I want to go with my girlfriend maybe to Southeast Asia like this. Maybe back to Germany. I'm, and what I'm dreaming of is to be the most well-known German top manager in China person everybody knows in China and in Germany and understanding both markets. And I think there's a lot of opportunities. And it's not only about the income and about the chances, but just I have the chance to live in China. Not everybody has this chance. I have the chance and I can speak the language and I can write books about it. And this is an opportunity that I want to grow. And with a podcast, I do hope that there is people who listen to this and who get their ideas about lifestyle and about careers and about investments. Verena, do you want to share some advice to young flexpats? Everyone should make their priority to make their life as plentiful as possible while they're living in China. Because as you said, it's not only about the career. It's not only about the salary level. If there was one thing I would probably miss the most, then it's meeting so many interesting people here. Everyone has so creative and also really interesting lifestyles or interesting life stories to share. So go out a lot. Try to meet as many people as possible. Please don't just stuck with colleagues. I mean, nothing against colleagues. I love my colleagues. But try to get also into different industries. Meet, I don't know, if you're working in manufacturing, try also to, to catch up with some artists. Um, go to different kind of networking events. There are tons. Uh, all over China, especially in the big cities, or I mean, even the two of us, right? We, we live in in different areas. We we just found each other by some groups. So there are a lot of amazing WeChat groups that you could join. Depending on where you live in China, try as many things as possible. Start new hobbies. Just give it a few months. See how it's going. And this will not only define your work-life balance, but overall, you will see. What you can get here in a year is not comparable, for example, what you probably would do in 10 years in your home country. So you come back with this massive experience, with this massive tryouts and also errors. But um, ideally, you come back with a lot of friends, a lot of good impressions and a lot of positive energy. Verena, I really enjoy this conversation so much. And I think that our audience can learn a lot from you the way that you plan your career and then deal with the setbacks. I think this is all about the Flexpad community. And this is why we wanted to start this this series of lifestyle discussions to see how can Flexpads build their life, not only their career, and what can they do to enjoy this time and to also provide value to the people around them. With this, Verena, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks a lot, first of all, for giving me the chance to, to express uh, what's going on in my life. And of course, I'm very happy to contribute uh, with some of my friends who I'm very sure, again, have a very different lifestyle compared to yours or to mine. So I'm also very excited about that. Thank you. Thank you.
谢谢，拜拜。Thank you for being part of the China Flexpad community. If you would like to explore more useful episodes like this one, please visit our website chinaflexpad.com. Give us a like and follow on LinkedIn, and we would love to hear from you.